horse lovers. I'm Coach Christy. Thanks for joining me um, on my podcast today. Today I want to talk to you about a concept that gets thrown around in the equine community, the horse trainers and lovers community all the time. And um, first of all, I want to preface this conversation by saying, I don't think I am right. This is what works for me or this is what, you know, speaks to my individual sense of good (laughs) i don't that that i'm not so arrogant as to believe that that means it's good for everyone but um i hope that by sharing my perspective i can give some of you that maybe lean towards how i feel about it um some some validity or you know a feel feeling good about it (laughs) so um today what i want to talk to you about is the concepts around um respect when it comes to horses and the idea that you need to give your horse a job. Here's here's what I'm going to start with. I have literally spent my entire life <laughs> like literally from the age of 12 trying to not have a job. To me, that concept is horrifying, right? The idea of um you know, just doing what I got to do to pay the bills or take care of my responsibilities and things like that is an absolute waste of the human experience, right? If I, unless, unless of course I find a job that I love, right? Anything to me, anything that I love doing and get paid to do it, that's not really a job, right? That's a passion. And, and so I don't, I don't mind how that passion is, um, structured, if, if it works for you and it brings you joy, more joy than it brings you, you know, pain, then you're in good shape, right? And I'm not saying that, that pain is never part of the equation. You know, there can be no progress without discomfort, okay? That is literally how our nervous system works. You have to experience some discomfort in order to make progress in any area of your life. And learning to be able to embrace the discomfort and use it as a motivator um, is... a a tool for success. I I have no problems with feeling pressure. What I have problems with is um, feeling, um, you know, resolved to the idea that this is as good as it gets. You know, that, um, you know, as long as I can put in my 40 hours a week and, you know, that I, I live my life for the weekends and the evenings and, you know, the two or three weeks of vacation I get every year. Oh, that sounds soul crushing to me. And I, I have a similar feeling for my horses. You get a lot, a lot of folks out there that um, want to profess how important it is uh, that your horse have a job. And ugh. <laughs> unless what their job is, is to reach their fullest potential, right? To have fun and, and um, you know, learn that it's possible to have a meaningful relationship with a species that walks on two legs instead of four. If that's the job, then let's do it. I'm ready. Sign me up. But if the job is just a task that has sort of an obvious purpose, but doesn't necessarily, you know, bring joy to anyone, it's just getting something done, yuck. <laughs> I don't want to do it, right? And here's here's my my idea around having a job. I think that it's my job to learn and evolve, right? To understand better my own experience and my horse's experience, to do better, to evolve as a human being and and, um, help my horses to do the same, to experience synergy where, you know, the sum of the parts equals way more than, you know, the individual pieces. 
So if that's the job, right, if that's the purpose, then let's do it. But if we're just doing something because it, it gives the human focus and helps us to, you know, not be repetitive for no good reason, um, then that's stupid. <laughs> I don't think it's really um, very uh, useful in my opinion. And I think the same comes um, when we start to talk about the term respect, right? That <clears throat> The whole concept around, um, you know, the, the horse has to respect you. And here here's a word I, I, you know, and it could be just semantics, right? So, you know, please bear with me. But um, what I like better than than respect is responsive, right? I, I'd like very much to teach my horse what my body language means and how to respond to me in a way that ensures that together we can experience that synergy, right? So I'm, I'm not, you know, advocating allowing your horse to, you know, be a thug or, you know, not, not teaching them how to be a good citizen in Humansville and how to get along with humans. That's, that's not at all what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that in, in, in Humansville, right, in the human mind, the, the term respect often brings up um, a frequency of emotion that I don't use with horses anymore, right? The whole concept around like um, alpha and, you know, that you got to pin your ears at them, you know, that whole sort of like idea, I just don't do anymore. And because I've discovered it's not necessary, and also that it limits the partnership, right? So I smile at my horse when I move him. <laughs> I don't like give him a dirty look and um, uh, try to incorporate as much joy in our interaction as I possibly can. Now I'm realistic, right? When, if I have to add a bunch of pressure to be understood because it's you know, a difficult situation, I usually don't have a smile on my face, right? But um, I try to get back to that happy feeling as quickly as I can. So to give you a, a better understanding, I want to share a scenario with you. When I was a kid, um, only two things mattered to me in my life, uh, playing softball and horses. <laughs> and so if I wasn't on a horse, I wanted to be, um, you know, playing catch or hitting a ball or playing softball. That was like, I just lived for it, loved it. And I had a coach um, when I was in elementary school that I just adored. He um, and his wife, there was a team, uh, a husband and wife team, um, coached our little league team for many years. And he was the exact right balance of fun and, um, you know, business in for, for me personally, right? I loved that we were um, a good team, right? That we played well, that we understood mm -hmm. the fundamentals, that we spent time working on the fundamentals. You know, I would run till I puked for that those people because I had an equal amount of affection mm -hmm. for them as I had, you know, admiration and, you know, desire to do well for them. They kept it fun. It was fun. We did well. We worked hard. Um, but we also, you know, celebrated everyone's successes and, you know, hyped each other up and it was just a great time. Then when I transitioned from Little League to, um, you know, uh, JV and, and started playing for the coach who coached for the high school, all of the joy got sucked out of playing softball. I continued to play it. I'm not even really sure why. I think I just didn't want to not have something to do in the summertime, but um, that coach did not um, provide a space for me to enjoy the game, right? She yelled a lot. She was often unhappy. Um, she had her favorites, 
and that's fine everybody does that's human nature but and and she would cater the, to them and everyone else was just there in service of sort of the a team and so when you come in as an eighth grader playing with you know juniors and seniors of course you're not going to be the a team and i had spent a good my whole little league um, time playing against those girls not with them because of the way the school system was set up so um it sucked all the fun out of it i would put in minimal effort every single um, practice because it wasn't fun right it wasn't fun so you know when it comes to horses and horsemanship and training horses you know i love linda's concept around happy horses happy lives right if your horse is happy then horse lovers are happy and um you know it's important to understand that horses that who are um unsure or confused about how to get along in humansville in my opinion are not happy right they're um seeking an answer looking for guidance and so it's not again it's not about letting you know uh, misunderstandings happen and, and not doing something about it but at the same time my job in my life is to try to enjoy it as much as i possibly can and I want to do the same with and for my horses, you know, and, and it, it comes and goes in cycles. You know, there's parts of life that are difficult and challenging. And, you know, anytime we're starting something new or trying to achieve things on a higher level than what we had been, it's going to take some, um, you know, struggle and determination to get over the hump of that um, part of the journey. But when the goal is always to seek joyfulness, uh, I think that that's a much better life lived than um, to try and just, you know, have a job and be responsible, right? It's, it's important to be responsible. I'm not, I'm not advocating, you know, anarchy. You know, you got to pay the bills and pay your taxes and, you know, follow the rules and all those things. I, I understand all of that. I'm not at all advocating, you know, um, not doing those things. What I'm saying is, the job of our life should be to enjoy as much of it as possible. And I want to do absolutely the same for my horses and for anyone who comes to learn about horses with me. The more we understand each other, the more time we take to get outside of ourselves and see that there is a different way to process life than you know what, how we see it um, and get good at, at seeing other people's perspectives and understanding that that's okay for them and just because that's how they do it doesn't mean that that's how I have to do it and vice versa. Um, I think that's, you know, this a step in the right direction. So there you go, guys. That's my um, thoughts around jobs for horses and humans <laughs> and the concept around um, respect. I, I, I would rather think of it as responsive. Okay. So if you um, enjoyed that, I, I am happy for you. If not, that's okay. Move along. <laughs> but if you did enjoy it, I sure would consider it a close personal favor. If you liked, commented, shared, reviewed um, this recording on whatever platform you're listening to it on, I appreciate you all so very much and um, have a great day. Hey guys, Coach Christy here. Uh, it's been a while since I talked to my podcast listeners, so this morning I thought it might be fun to tell you Vanna's story. So I've told you Satori's story and I've told you Maxie's story. Those are um, my horses, if you don't know. Uh, so if you're interested in my string, uh, you can go back through the list of podcasts there and find um, how Maxie came to be in my life and how Satori came to be in my life. So I thought it might be fun to tell you how Vanna came to be in my life. So Vanna was a horse given to me by my mother. And um, 
my mom is notorious for having more animals than she should <laughs> because she has such a, a big kind heart. She can't bear to see an animal in a tough situation. And so often she will invite that animal into her life, even though her life is already full. So um, <clears throat> Vanna came into my mother's life a as a baby. She was friends with the woman who um, owned the mare and, you know, has knew Vanna um, from birth, basically. And uh, I always, I think, had an eye for her because she's Grula. You know, her coloring is Grula, and my mom has a thing for buckskins and Grulas. I do, too. It's probably where I get it. Um, <clears throat> so one day, my mom was visiting her friend, and her friend's then-boyfriend was mistreating Vanna and the mare. They were um, planning on taking Vanna and her and her mare to a sale, and there was something going on in an effort to cause that to happen, and it wasn't pretty. I don't I don't really feel like I know the details well enough to share them accurately, but whatever was going on upset my mother greatly. So my mom offered to buy the filly and literally walked her <laughs> from her friend's house back to her house, which was probably a good like mile and a half, maybe two mile walk um, with a weanling who actually hadn't been weaned. So I'm sure that was a um, crazy adventure <laughs> to get up to uh, from one place to the next. And honestly, when I first met Vanna, um, her looks were stunning have I've always been you know attracted to her physically when I first saw her I'm like whoa that is a really beautiful filly but immediately following that was um a sense of annoyance that my mom had bought a young horse I just didn't feel like it was a good decision on my mom's part I felt like it was impractical um you know she didn't have time or you know the resources for another horse in her life and I was honestly um, judgmental and annoyed by her presence. So I actively, deliberately avoided um, knowing anything more about the filly. My hope was that my mom would, you know, resell the, the filly. Um, and uh, five years later, <laughs> she still had her. And um, an opening happened in my string. And my mom knows me well enough to know that I have you know, fairly strict rules around how many horses I'm willing to have in my personal string. And it really comes down to, you know, time and money. Like, I try very hard to keep only as many horses as I can make good time for as well as afford, right? So horses are expensive. So um, if, uh, when Vanna was five, which would have been six years ago now, um, <clears throat> I rehomed two of my horses to a good friend of mine. It was a good match for them. And the horse that I gave to them was um, not actually working very well for my needs. And um, it was a good situation, I was very pleased with it. And I was down to two horses. My number is four, by the way, that's how many horses I have time and money for. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> so it came, it came, it came up in um, a lunch I was having with my mom that I had I was down to two horses. I was really happy about that. I was still traveling a lot, giving clinics. And that way, every time I traveled, I'd, I would take both horses with me, unless I was flying, of course. But if I was driving to where I was going, I could take both horses with me. And that would leave um, zero horses at home for my ho husband to take care of in my absence. And I thought that was gonna be, you know, just really nice for all of us. And 
at the time, you know, both of my horses were still um, young and, and vital and, and we were making progress and doing all the things I wanted to be able to do. So I didn't really need another horse. <clears throat> then I had this lunch with my mom and she starts telling me about Vanna. Now she named her Savannah um, and I shortened it to Vanna. But so she was telling me about how great Savannah was looking, right? That she was coming out of winter looking really strong and, you know, um, she was just excited about, you know, how this filly was turning out. And I was annoyed. <laughs> like, great. So, you know, this five now five-year-old filly with not a lot of training is big and strong. And my biggest concern actually was that my mom was going to try to put some rides on her and end up getting hurt. She has some, you know, um, physical challenges that would make that, you know, really dangerous for her. So I just really worried and upset and bothered by the whole thing and I'm like great you know I'm glad that the filly is growing into a big strong mare now but you know that's not going to be so positive for me if she hurts you and um, my mom said well I, I wasn't talking about it her for me I was talking about her for you and initially my brain was like no 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 I'm down to two horses that's a super comfortable number for me I'm not at all interested and then a couple of days later, just so happened, um, I was taking some hay down to my mom's horses for her. And, you know, after everything that had transpired for a tiny little minute, I let myself look at Vanna a little differently than what I had been doing for the last five years. And um, she approached me, which had never happened before because I was probably subconsciously repelling her anyway. But this time I looked at her and I let it into my brain just for a second, like, oh, maybe she is my horse. <laughs> and she came over to me right when I was looking at her like that, you know, and I, she lowered her head and invited me to pet her face. And, um, you know, horses don't often do that. And as soon as I touched her face, I knew I was a goner, like, she immediately leaned into the rub and I felt all warm and fuzzy inside. You know, I got the tinglies. And so <clears throat> I immediately called Shane, my husband, and I'm like, remember when I said that uh, I was happy being down to two horses? And he's like, yeah. I said, but also remember when we, when we said that four is, a, is an okay number for me? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, I want this Philly. <laughs> So um, I literally went home and, uh, you know, dropped the hay trailer, grabbed the horse trailer and went back and got her. And um, she's been with me ever since. And it's been just like the most amazing um, journey with her. She, you know, is about my fourth horse to, you know, have a long-term adult relationship with. And um, she just suits me to an absolute T. I just am madly in love with that mare every single day. I'm so thankful that my mom had some long-term vision there and um, was willing to put up with me being judgmental and <laughs> grumpy about the filly's presence long enough for there to be an opening in my string because she's just one of the greatest blessings of my life. So there you go. That's the story of Vanna. Her original name is Savannah. My mom still calls her Savannah, of course, but um, <clears throat> I uh, just thought you might enjoy knowing how she came to be in my life. She was essentially a rescue for my mom, but always with the intent that eventually she'd be my horse, and now she is, and I'm grateful. So um, that's Vanna's story. I, I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks, guys. Hey, guys. Coach Christy here. 
Uh, it's been a while since I talked to my podcast listeners, so this morning I thought it might be fun to tell you Vanna's story. So I've told you Satori's story, and I've told you Maxie's story. Those are um, my horses, if you don't know. Uh, so if you're interested in my string, uh, you can go back through the list of podcasts there and find um, how Maxie came to be in my life and how Satori came to be in my life. So I thought it might be fun to tell you how Vanna came to be in my life. So Vanna was a horse given to me by my mother. And um, my mom is notorious for having more animals than she should <laughs> because she has such a, a big kind heart. She can't bear to see an animal in a tough situation. And so often she will invite that animal into her life even though her life is already full. So um, <clears throat> Vanna came into my mother's life a as a baby. She was friends with a woman who um, owned the mare and you know has knew Vanna um, from birth basically. And uh, I always, I think, had an eye for her because she's Grula. You know, her coloring is Grula. And my mom has a thing for buckskins and Grulas. I do too. It's probably where I get it. Um, <clears throat> so one day, my mom was visiting her friend. And her friend's then boyfriend was mistreating Vanna and the mare. They were um, planning on taking Vanna and her, and her mare to a sale. And there was something going on in an effort to cause that to happen. And it wasn't pretty. I don't, I don't really feel like I know the details well enough to share them accurately. But whatever was going on upset my mother greatly. So my mom offered to buy the filly and literally walked her <laughs> from her friend's house back to her house. Which was probably a good like mile and a half, maybe two mile walk. Um, with a weanling who actually hadn't been weaned. So I'm sure that was a um, crazy adventure <laughs> to get up to uh, from one place to the next. And honestly, when I first met Vanna, um, her looks were stunning. Have I've always been, you know, attracted to her physically. When I first saw her, I'm like, whoa, that is a really beautiful filly. But immediately following that was... Um, a sense of annoyance that my mom had bought a young horse. I just didn't feel like it was a good decision on my mom's part. I felt like it was impractical. Um, you know, she didn't have time or, you know, the resources for another horse in her life. And I was honestly um, judgmental and annoyed by her presence. So I actively, deliberately avoided um, knowing anything more about the filly. My hope was that my mom would you know, resell the, the filly. Um, and uh, five years later, <laughs> she still had her. And um, an opening happened in my string. And my mom knows me well enough to know that I have, you know, fairly strict rules around how many horses I'm willing to have in my personal string. And it really comes down to, you know, time and money. Like, I try very hard to keep only as many horses as I can make good time for as well as afford, right? So horses are expensive. So um, uh, when Vanna was five, which would have been six years ago now, um, <clears throat> I rehomed two of my horses to a good friend of mine. It was a good match for them. And the horse that I gave to them was um, not actually working very well for my needs. 
and um, it was a good situation. I was very pleased with it, and I was down to two horses. My number is four, by the way. That's how many horses I have time and money for. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> so it came, it came, it came up in um, a lunch I was having with my mom that I had. I was down to two horses. I was really happy about that. I was still traveling a lot, giving clinics. And that way, every time I traveled, I'd, I would take both horses with me, unless I was flying, of course. But if I was driving to where I was going, I could take both horses with me. And that would leave um, zero horses at home for my ho husband to take care of in my absence. And I thought that was going to be, you know, just really nice for all of us. And at the time, you know, both of my horses were still um, young and, and vital and, and we were making progress and doing all the things I wanted to be able to do. So I didn't really need another horse. <clears throat> then I had this lunch with my mom and she starts telling me about Vanna. Now she named her Savannah um, and I shortened it to Vanna. But so she was telling me about how great Savannah was looking, right? That she was coming out of winter looking really strong and, you know, um, she was just excited about, you know, how this filly was turning out and I was annoyed. <laughs> Like, great. So, you know, this five now five-year-old filly with not a lot of training is big and strong. And my biggest concern actually was that my mom was going to try to put some rides on her and end up getting hurt. She has some, you know, um, physical challenges that would make that, you know, really dangerous for her. So I was just really worried and upset and bothered by the whole thing. And I'm like, great. You know, I'm glad that the filly is growing into a big, strong mare now. But you know, that's not going to be so positive for me if she hurts you. And um, my mom said, well, I, I wasn't talking about it, her for me. I was talking about her for you. And initially, my brain was like, no, 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 no. I'm down to two horses. That's a super comfortable number for me. I'm not at all interested. And then a couple of days later, just so happened, um, I was taking some hay down to my mom's horses for her. And... You know, after everything that had transpired for a tiny little minute, I let myself look at Vanna a little differently than what I had been doing for the last five years. And um, she approached me, which had never happened before because I was probably subconsciously repelling her anyway. But this time I looked at her and I let it into my brain just for a second, like, oh, maybe she is my horse. <laughs> and she came over to me right when I was looking at her like that, you know, and I, she lowered her head and invited me to pet her face. And, um, you know, horses don't often do that. And as soon as I touched her face, I knew I was a goner. Like she immediately leaned into the rub and I felt all warm and fuzzy inside. You know, I got the tinglies. And so <clears throat> I immediately called Shane, my husband, and I'm like, remember when I said that, uh, I was happy being down to two horses and he's like yeah I said but also remember when we when we said that four is a is an okay number for me and he's like yeah I'm like I want this Philly <laughs> so um I literally went home and uh you know dropped the hay trailer grabbed the horse trailer and went back and got her and um she's been with me ever since and it's been just like the most amazing um, journey with her she you know is about my fourth horse to you know have a long-term adult relationship with and um, she just suits me to an absolute tee I just am madly in love with that mare every single day I'm so thankful that my mom had some long-term vision there 
and um, was willing to put up with me being judgmental and <laughs> grumpy about the Phillies' presence long enough for there to be an opening in my string because she's just one of the greatest blessings of my life. So there you go. That's the story of Vanna. Her original name is Savannah. My mom still calls her Savannah, of course, but um, <clears throat> I uh, just thought you might enjoy knowing how she came to be in my life. She was essentially a rescue for my mom, but always with the intent that eventually she'd be my horse, and now she is, and I'm grateful. So um, that's Vanna's story. I, I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks, guys. Hey, guys. Coach Christy here. Uh, it's been a while since I talked to my podcast listeners, so this morning I thought it might be fun to tell you Vanna's story. So I've told you Satori's story, and I've told you Maxie's story. Those are um, my horses, if you don't know. Uh, so if you're interested in my string, uh, you can go back through the list of podcasts there and find um, how Maxie came to be in my life and how Satori came to be in my life. So I thought it might be fun to tell you how Vanna came to be in my life. So Vanna was a horse given to me by my mother. And um, my mom is notorious for having more animals than she should <laughs> because she has such a, a big kind heart. She can't bear to see an animal in a tough situation. And so often she will invite that animal into her life even though her life is already full. So um, Vanna came into my mother's life as a baby. She was friends with the woman who um, owned the mare and, you know, has knew Vanna um, from birth, basically. And uh, I always, I think, had an eye for her because she's Grula. You know, her coloring is Grula, and my mom has a thing for buckskins and Grulas. I do, too. It's probably where I get it. Um, <clears throat> so one day... My mom was visiting her friend, and her friend's then-boyfriend was mistreating Vanna and the mare. They were um, planning on taking Vanna and her, and her mare to a sale, and there was something going on in an effort to cause that to happen, and it wasn't pretty. I don't, I don't really feel like I know the details well enough to share them accurately, but whatever was going on upset my mother greatly. So my mom offered to buy the filly and literally walked her <laughs> from her friend's house back to her house, which was probably a good like mile and a half, maybe two mile walk um, with a weanling who actually hadn't been weaned. So I'm sure that was a um, crazy adventure <laughs> to get up to uh, from one place to the next. And honestly, when I first met Vanna, um, her looks were stunning have I've always been you know attracted to her physically when I first saw her I'm like whoa that is a really beautiful filly but immediately following that was um a sense of annoyance that my mom had bought a young horse I just didn't feel like it was a good decision on my mom's part I felt like it was impractical um you know she didn't have time or you know the resources for another horse in her life and I was honestly um, judgmental and annoyed by her presence. So I actively, deliberately avoided um, knowing anything more about the filly. My hope was that my mom would, you know, resell the, the filly. Um, and uh, five years later, <laughs> she still had her. And um, an opening happened in my string. And my mom knows me well enough to know that I have 
you know, fairly strict rules around how many horses I'm willing to have in my personal string. And it really comes down to, you know, time and money. Like I try very hard to keep only as many horses as I can make good time for as well as afford, right? So horses are expensive. So um, if, uh, when Vanna was five, which would have been six years ago now, um, <clears throat> I rehomed two of my horses to a good friend of mine. It was a good match for them. And the horse that I gave to them was um, not actually working very well for my needs. And um, it was a good situation. I was very pleased with it. And I was down to two horses. My number is four, by the way. That's how many horses I have time and money for. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> so it came, it came, it came up in um, a lunch I was having with my mom that I had. I was down to two horses. I was really happy about that. I was still traveling a lot, giving clinics. And that way, every time I traveled, I'd, I would take both horses with me, unless I was flying, of course. But if I was driving to where I was going, I could take both horses with me. And that would leave um, zero horses at home for my ho husband to take care of in my absence. And I thought that was going to be, you know, just really nice for all of us. And at the time, you know, both of my horses were still um, young and, and vital. And, and we were making progress and doing all the things I wanted to be able to do. So I didn't really need another horse. <clears throat> then I had this lunch with my mom and she starts telling me about Vanna. Now she named her Savannah um, and I shortened it to Vanna. But so she was telling me about how great Savannah was looking, right? That she was coming out of winter looking really strong and, you know, um, she was just excited about, you know, how this filly was turning out and I was annoyed. <laughs> Like, great. So, you know, this five now five-year-old filly with not a lot of training is big and strong. And my biggest concern actually was that my mom was going to try to put some rides on her and end up getting hurt. She has some, you know, um, physical challenges that would make that, you know, really dangerous for her. So I was just really worried and upset and bothered by the whole thing. And I'm like, great. You know, I'm glad that the filly is growing into a big, strong mare now. But you know, that's not going to be so positive for me if she hurts you. And um, my mom said, well, I, I wasn't talking about it, her for me. I was talking about her for you. And initially, my brain was like, no, 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 no. I'm down to two horses. That's a super comfortable number for me. I'm not at all interested. And then a couple of days later, just so happened, um, I was taking some hay down to my mom's horses for her. And... You know, after everything that had transpired for a tiny little minute, I let myself look at Vanna a little differently than what I had been doing for the last five years. And um, she approached me, which had never happened before because I was probably subconsciously repelling her anyway. But this time I looked at her and I let it into my brain just for a second, like, oh, maybe she is my horse. <laughs> and she came over to me right when I was looking at her like that, you know, and I, she lowered her head and invited me to pet her face. And, um, you know, horses don't often do that. And as soon as I touched her face, I knew I was a goner. Like she immediately leaned into the rub and I felt all warm and fuzzy inside. You know, I got the tinglies. And so <clears throat> I immediately called Shane, my husband, and I'm like, remember when I said that, uh, I was happy being down to two horses. And he's like, yeah. 
I said, but also remember when we, when we said that four is a, is an okay number for me? And he's like, yeah, I'm like, I want this Philly. <laughs> so, um, I literally went home and, uh, you know, dropped the hay trailer, grabbed the horse trailer and went back and got her. And, um, she's been with me ever since. And it's been just like the most amazing, um, journey with her. She, you know, is, about my fourth horse to, you know, have a long-term adult relationship with. And, um, she just suits me to an absolute T. I just am madly in love with that mare every single day. I'm so thankful that my mom had some long-term vision there and, um, was willing to put up with me being judgmental and <laughs> grumpy about the Phillies presence long enough for there to be an opening in my string because she's just one of the greatest blessings of my life. So there you go. That's the story of Vanna. Her original name is Savannah. My mom still calls her Savannah, of course, but um, <clears throat> I uh, just thought you might enjoy knowing how she came to be in my life. She was essentially a rescue for my mom, but always with the intent that eventually she'd be my horse, and now she is, and I'm grateful. So um, that's Vanna's story. I, I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks, guys. Hey, guys. Coach Christy here. Uh, it's been a while since I talked to my podcast listeners, so this morning I thought it might be fun to tell you Vanna's story. So I've told you Satori's story, and I've told you Maxie's story. Those are um, my horses, if you don't know. Uh, so if you're interested in my string, uh, you can go back through the list of podcasts there and find um, how Maxie came to be in my life and how Satori came to be in my life. So I thought it might be fun to tell you how Vanna came to be in my life. So Vanna was a horse given to me by my mother. And um, my mom is notorious for having more animals than she should <laughs> because she has such a, a big kind heart. She can't bear to see an animal in a tough situation. And so often she will invite that animal into her life even though her life is already full. So, um, Vanna came into my mother's life as a baby. She was friends with a woman who, um, owned the mare and, you know, has knew Vanna, um, from birth basically. And, uh, I always, I think had an eye for her because she's Grula, you know, her coloring is Grula and my mom has a thing for buckskins and Grulas. I do too. It's probably where I get it. Um, <clears throat> so one day, my mom was visiting her friend and her friend's then boyfriend was mistreating Vanna and the mare. They were um, planning on taking Vanna and her, and her mare to a sale and there was something going on in an effort to cause that to happen and it wasn't pretty. I don't, I don't really feel like I know the details well enough to share them accurately, but whatever was going on upset my mother greatly. So my mom offered to buy the filly and literally walked her <laughs> from her friend's house back to her house, which was probably a good like mile and a half, maybe two mile walk um, with a weanling who actually hadn't been weaned. So I'm sure that was a um, crazy adventure <laughs> to get up to uh, from one place to the next. And honestly, when I first met Vanna, um, her looks were stunning have I've always been you know attracted to her physically when I first saw her I'm like whoa that is a really beautiful filly but immediately following that was 
um, a sense of annoyance that my mom had bought a young horse. I just didn't feel like it was a good decision on my mom's part. I felt like it was impractical. Um, you know, she didn't have time or, you know, the resources for another horse in her life. And I was honestly um, judgmental and annoyed by her presence. So I actively, deliberately avoided um, knowing anything more about the filly. My hope was that my mom would, you know, resell the, the filly. Um, and uh, five years later, <laughs> she still had her. And um, an opening happened in my string. And my mom knows me well enough to know that I have, you know, fairly strict rules around how many horses I'm willing to have in my personal string. And it really comes down to, you know, time and money. Like, I try very hard to keep only as many horses as I can make good time for as well as afford, right? So horses are expensive. So um, uh, when Vanna was five, which would have been six years ago now, um, <clears throat> I rehomed two of my horses to a good friend of mine. It was a good match for them. And the horse that I gave to them was um, not actually working very well for my needs. And um, it was a good situation, I was very pleased with it. And I was down to two horses. My number is four, by the way, that's how many horses I have time and money for. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> so it came, it came, it came up in um, a lunch I was having with my mom that I had, I was down to two horses. I was really happy about that. I was still traveling a lot, giving clinics. And that way, every time I traveled, I'd, I would take both horses with me, unless I was flying, of course. But if I was driving to where I was going, I could take both horses with me. And that would leave um, zero horses at home for my ho husband to take care of in my absence. And I thought that was going to be, you know, just really nice for all of us. And at the time, you know, both of my horses were still um, young and, and vital. And, and we were making progress and doing all the things I wanted to be able to do. So I didn't really need another horse. <clears throat> then I had this lunch with my mom and she starts telling me about Vanna. Now she named her Savannah um, and I shortened it to Vanna. But so she was telling me about how great Savannah was looking, right? That she was coming out of winter looking really strong and, you know, um, she was just excited about, you know, how this filly was turning out and I was annoyed. <laughs> Like, great. So, you know, this five now five-year-old filly with not a lot of training is big and strong. And my biggest concern actually was that my mom was going to try to put some rides on her and end up getting hurt. She has some, you know, um, physical challenges that would make that, you know, really dangerous for her. So I was just really worried and upset and bothered by the whole thing. And I'm like, great. You know, I'm glad that the filly is growing into a big, strong mare now. But you know, that's not going to be so positive for me if she hurts you. And um, my mom said, well, I, I wasn't talking about it, her for me. I was talking about her for you. And initially, my brain was like, no, 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 no. I'm down to two horses. That's a super comfortable number for me. I'm not at all interested. And then a couple of days later, just so happened, um, I was taking some hay down to my mom's horses for her. And... You know, after everything that had transpired for a tiny little minute, I let myself look at Vanna a little differently than what I had been doing for the last five years. And um, she approached me, which had never happened before because I was probably subconsciously repelling her anyway. But this time I looked at her and I let it into my brain just for a second, like, 
oh, maybe she is my horse. <laughs> and she came over to me right when I was looking at her like that, you know, and I, she lowered her head and invited me to pet her face. And, um, you know, horses don't often do that. And as soon as I touched her face, I knew I was a goner. Like she immediately leaned into the rub and I felt all warm and fuzzy inside. You know, I got the tinglies. And so <clears throat> I immediately called Shane, my husband, and I'm like, remember when I said that, uh, I was happy being down to two horses. And he's like, yeah. I said, but also remember when we, when we said that four is a is an okay number for me? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, I want this Philly. <laughs> so um, I literally went home and, uh, you know, dropped the hay trailer, grabbed the horse trailer and went back and got her. And um, she's been with me ever since. And it's been just like the most amazing um, journey with her she you know is about my fourth horse to you know have a long-term adult relationship with and um, she just suits me to an absolute tee I just am madly in love with that mare every single day I'm so thankful that my mom had some long-term vision there and um, was willing to put up with me being judgmental and <laughs> grumpy about the Phillies presence long enough for there to be an opening in my string because she's just one of the greatest blessings of my life. So there you go. That's the story of Vanna. Her original name is Savannah. My mom still calls her Savannah, of course, but um, <clears throat> I uh, just thought you might enjoy knowing how she came to be in my life. She was essentially a rescue for my mom, but always with the intent that eventually she'd be my horse. And now she is, and I'm grateful. So um, that's Vanna's story. I, I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks guys. Hey guys, Coach Christy here. Uh, it's been a while since I talked to my podcast listeners, so this morning I thought it might be fun to tell you Vanna's story. So I've told you Satori's story, and I've told you Maxie's story. Those are um, my horses, if you don't know. Uh, so if you're interested in my string, uh, you can go back through the list of podcasts there and find um, how Maxie came to be in my life and how Satori came to be in my life. So I thought it might be fun to tell you how Vanna came to be in my life. So Vanna was a horse given to me by my mother. And um, my mom is notorious for having more animals than she should <laughs> because she has such a, a big kind heart. She can't bear to see an animal in a tough situation. And so often she will invite that animal into her life even though her life is already full. So, um, Vanna came into my mother's life as a baby. She was friends with a woman who, um, owned the mare and, you know, has knew Vanna, um, from birth basically. And, uh, I always, I think had an eye for her because she's Grula, you know, her coloring is Grula and my mom has a thing for buckskins and Grulas. I do too. It's probably where I get it. Um, <clears throat> so one day, my mom was visiting her friend and her friend's then boyfriend was mistreating Vanna and the mare. They were um, planning on taking Vanna and her, and her mare to a sale and there was something going on in an effort to cause that to happen and it wasn't pretty. I don't, I don't really feel like I know the details well enough to share them accurately, but whatever was going on upset my mother greatly. 
So my mom offered to buy the filly and literally walked her <laughs> from her friend's house back to her house, which was probably a good like mile and a half, maybe two mile walk um, with a weanling who actually hadn't been weaned. So I'm sure that was a um, crazy adventure <laughs> to get up to uh, from one place to the next. And honestly, when I first met Vanna, um, her looks were stunning have I've always been you know attracted to her physically when I first saw her I'm like whoa that is a really beautiful filly but immediately following that was um, a sense of annoyance that my mom had bought a young horse I just didn't feel like it was a good decision on my mom's part I felt like it was impractical um, you know she didn't have time or you know the resources for another horse in her life and I was honestly um, judgmental and annoyed by her presence. So I actively, deliberately avoided um, knowing anything more about the filly. My hope was that my mom would, you know, resell the, the filly. Um, and uh, five years later, <laughs> she still had her. And um, an opening happened in my string. And my mom knows me well enough to know that I have you know, fairly strict rules around how many horses I'm willing to have in my personal string. And it really comes down to, you know, time and money. Like I try very hard to keep only as many horses as I can make good time for as well as afford, right? So horses are expensive. So um, uh, when Vanna was five, which would have been six years ago now, um, <clears throat> I rehomed two of my horses to a good friend of mine. It was a good match for them. And the horse that I gave to them was um, not actually working very well for my needs. And um, it was a good situation, I was very pleased with it. And I was down to two horses. My number is four, by the way, that's how many horses I have time and money for. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> so it came, it came, it came up in um, a lunch I was having with my mom that I had I was down to two horses. I was really happy about that. I was still traveling a lot, giving clinics. And that way, every time I traveled, I'd, I would take both horses with me, unless I was flying, of course. But if I was driving to where I was going, I could take both horses with me. And that would leave um, zero horses at home for my ho husband to take care of in my absence. And I thought that was going to be, you know, just really nice for all of us. And at the time, you know, both of my horses were still um, young and, and vital and, and we were making progress and doing all the things I wanted to be able to do. So I didn't really need another horse. <clears throat> then I had this lunch with my mom and she starts telling me about Vanna. Now she named her Savannah um, and I shortened it to Vanna. But so she was telling me about how great Savannah was looking, right? That she was coming out of winter looking really strong and, you know... Um, she was just excited about, you know, how this filly was turning out. And I was annoyed. <laughs> like, great. So, you know, this five now five-year-old filly with not a lot of training is big and strong. And my biggest concern actually was that my mom was going to try to put some rides on her and end up getting hurt. She has some, you know, um, physical challenges that would make that, you know, really dangerous for her. So I was just really worried and upset and bothered by the whole thing. And I'm like, great, you know, I'm glad that the filly is growing into a big, strong mare now, but you know, that's not gonna be so positive for me if she hurts you. And um, my mom said, well, I, I wasn't talking about it, her for me, I was talking about her for you. 
And initially my brain was like, no, 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 no. I'm down to two horses. That's a super comfortable number for me. I'm not at all interested. And then a couple of days later, just so happened, um, I was taking some hay down to my mom's horses for her. And, you know, after everything that had transpired for a tiny little minute, I let myself look at Vanna a little differently than what I had been doing for the last five years. And um, she approached me, which had never happened before because I was probably subconsciously repelling her anyway. But this time I looked at her and I let it into my brain just for a second, like, oh, maybe she is my horse. <laughs> and she came over to me right when I was looking at her like that, you know, and I, she lowered her head and invited me to pet her face. And, um, you know, horses don't often do that. And as soon as I touched her face, I knew I was a goner. Like she immediately leaned into the rub and I felt all warm and fuzzy inside. You know, I got the tinglies. And so I immediately called Shane, my husband, and I'm like, remember when I said that uh, I was happy being down to two horses? And he's like, yeah. I said, but also remember when we, when we said that four is a is an okay number for me? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, I want this Philly. <laughs> so um, I literally went home and, uh, you know, dropped the hay trailer, grabbed the horse trailer and went back and got her. And um, she's been with me ever since. And it's been just like the most amazing um, journey with her. She, you know, is about my fourth horse to, you know, have a long-term adult relationship with. And, um, she just suits me to an absolute T. I just am madly in love with that mare every single day. I'm so thankful that my mom had some long-term vision there and, um, was willing to put up with me being judgmental and <laughs> grumpy about the Phillies presence long enough for there to be an opening in my string because she's just one of the greatest blessings of my life. So there you go. That's the story of Vanna. Her original name is Savannah. My mom still calls her Savannah, of course, but um, <clears throat> I uh, just thought you might enjoy knowing how she came to be in my life. She was essentially a rescue for my mom, but always with the intent that eventually she'd be my horse, and now she is, and I'm grateful. So um, that's Vanna's story. I, I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks, guys.